Oh, hello. Didn't see you there. This is uh, Cinedrunk, the podcast where we're drunk on cinema and alcohol. Brought to you by Cinemunch.com. I'm your host, Matt, joined by Nathan. Hello. And Elizabeth with some bonus content. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Oh, goodness. What a meet cute. Uh, yeah, so this is our, our special little bonus episode with some movies that did not quite make our top ten. Uh, even though we were really stoked about them as well. Uh, and totally what are we, what are rad. we sipping on? Because obviously we have a drink even for a bonus. Yeah, we're drinking some rad <laughs> hot cocoa. <laughs> Bro. Uh, with peppermint schnapps because it's cold as fuck. Mm-hmm. And we need some warmth. And we're lazy. And it's easy to make. Fair enough. So, warm your bones. Cheers. Chaws. Uh, there were so many great films uh, from 2015 that we just wanted to, in a separate little bonus content episode, touch on some of the runner-ups or honorable mentions, and so we can discuss even more films drunkenly, because yes. that's what we love to do. Indeed. What do we got, folks? Uh, well, I'll just, I'll just throw some out. Number 20 for me, probably controversially for you two, was Steve Jobs. Uh huh. No um, thanks. A movie that ultimately didn't have anything concrete to, to say, say, but I sure enjoyed it while I was in there. Mm-hmm. I love a good Sorkin script. I can't help myself. I know he's kind of a d bag and full of himself, but man knows how to write. And I particularly love the chemistry between Michael Fassbender and Kate Winslet, and oh. the two of them delivered two of my favorite performances of the year. So for that alone, it's got to make my top twenty. It started well, and then and I appreciate its triptych structure, yeah, the structure but it just good. yeah, it just didn't really come together yep. fully for me. Um, my number nineteen was a little doozy of a film. It was Phoenix. Yes. Uh, which is a terrific little. Is it Austrian? German? Well, I know that Nina Haas, who's in it, it's was German. in a movie called Barbara, which is German for German. sure. So it's German made, but it takes place in Austria. Could be. Yeah. Or she's Austrian. I don't know. I don't know, but either way, they speak, they speak in some different language. They speak it's European. It's it, it wasn't submitted for foreign films, so I don't a know. A Holocaust survivor. Um, but it's great, especially as someone who loves like Hitchcock movies and. Oh yeah, uh, it's a it's a great little little number. Little number and has definitely what would be contender for best ending of the year. Yeah, Absolutely. and it's funny because I have an eleven through fifteen for this bonus podcast. Yes, mm-hmm. so five extras and number fifteen is Phoenix. <gasps> Look at that! Um, I also you know my number eleven. Is Phoenix. It just <laughs> missed my top oh, ten. Oh, that was the one that we were That was the one that was really heartbroken to leave out, but I couldn't not have X Machina in there, which made my number ten. Fair enough. But yeah, this is like just after World War Two, the main character played by Nina Haas has been in a concentration camp and either due to circumstances in there or you know, some unforeseen circumstances right before the film starts, she's needed to undergo some plastic surgery or like facial reconstruction and she wants to look as close to what she looked like before as possible um, but apparently you know it's not entirely successful things happen and 
even like the art direction is like it's not super realistic but it adds yeah. to this like Hitchcockian like like dream reality yeah um, and she meets her husband who assumes that his wife had died in the war in a concentration camp specifically right yeah it's oh, well, it's, yeah. it's complicated and much like the facial reconstruction like she looks completely a hundred percent normal, which oh, yeah. in those right. days a facial reconstruction would not leave oh, sure. like that. <laughs> well, especially because um, my so it's certainly meant to be not necessarily hyper realistic. Right, and my understanding of it is that she was shot in the face. I feel like they even talk mm. about the bullet in the very opening when they're talking about the reconstruction that she was shot in the face, which is what, of course, when the Nazis realized they were losing the war. They just went around shooting all of the... They didn't have time to, like, dispose of the bodies and kill them the way they had been in the concentration camp. So they just took as many bullets as they had and tried to kill as many in the camps as they could. So that was my understanding that that is what had happened to her, which is that in the last stand of the Nazis, she was... Yeah, It's a haunting film. Yeah. Most specifically due to the ending, which we won't give away, but this movie's on Netflix... Again, it's called Phoenix, directed by Christian Petzold. Terrific. Nina Haas is great in the lead role. Check it out. It's Her husband is played by bizarro German Kyle, Kyle Chandler. <laughs> yes, he does look like Kyle Chandler. <laughs> Check it out. Worth watching. Yeah. What's your Should eight? I keep going? Yeah, I might as well. Uh, uh, 18 is Grandma, mm. a movie that I really enjoyed. I thought the whole movie was great, but the real star is Lily Tomlin. The mm, rest of the movie sure. maybe isn't as spectacular as she is. Which is why I did not make my top ten, but I really liked it. I really liked the way, it, in particular, it handled uh, abortion mm-hmm. and the topic of that. Um, yeah, it's a great yeah. movie. You should nice. watch it. Lily Tomlin is a Fantastic. national treasure. Uh, number 17 is one of my favorite comedies of the year, What We Do in the Shadows, mm-hmm. directed by uh, Taika Watiti and Jemaine Clement who Jemaine Clement was one of the two main characters in Flight of the Concords, which was one of my favorite shows while it was on HBO. I really dig that awkward sort of sly comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie is a terrific mockumentary send-up of vampire movies. Every time they said the name Peter, I started laughing. And everything <laughs> to do with Peter made me laugh so, so hard. The werewolves, I can't wait for... Werewolves, the sequel to this. Yes. Um, <laughs> great. Taika Waititi is fantastic in it. Uh, he's like does a really great job being sort of the heart of this very silly, yeah, very weird little film. Um, yeah. So that's my number uh, seventeen. Number sixteen is Forty Five Years, mm-hmm. which again I kept trying to find a place to put it higher. But I couldn't fit in there, and part of that is I think it's just that and Phoenix were things I've seen so recently that I haven't had enough time to sort of gestate on them. Mm-hmm. Um, number 15 is Room, a movie I really liked, although I think I liked the performances ultimately more than the overall film stayed with me. It didn't affect me quite the way it affected you. Fair enough. And I don't know why. We talked about it when we reviewed it the first time on this podcast, that there was something in its second half that lost me somewhere emotionally it didn't have quite the impact that yeah. it would have despite oh, I loved it even more once you got out and that's when it was like 
okay, usually the catharsis is like, oh, right. they got out freedom, but then what? Right. And I think, and, I and having read the book, scene. like I was excited for when they got out of the room and mm-hmm. knew that the bulk of really the meat sort of comes after they've gotten out, but the interview scene didn't work for me. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, again, I really, really liked it. It's still my number 15, but it just didn't, couldn't quite crack the 10, top 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number 14 was Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, the best Ooh. Mission Impossible movie yet. Yeah, they just keep getting better. Um, as far as a straight blockbuster, really, really great. Um, into a lot of intimate set pieces. It went in the direction, even now when we saw the latest trailer for Jason, the new Jason Bourne movie, that looks like it lost all of its intimacy and is going more for the like Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. big explosions, car chase, you know, unrealistic car chases, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. It was sort of interesting that Rogue Nation went back when in the opposite way. I thought. Um, mm-hmm. And also it gets high because it had one of the best female characters of the year with Rebecca Ferguson. Well, Becky Ferguson. Ilsa Faust. Mm-hmm. Terrific. My number 13 was maybe the most fun, except for perhaps Spy, I've had in the movie theater, Magic Mike XXL. Yes. <laughs> that movie is going to be in my rotation of like, I've had a shitty day. I'm just going to watch some scenes from Magic Mike XXL. Like, yeah. So much fun. Gosh, what a joyful, sex-positive, particularly female sex-positive movie. A+. plus. Good ensemble. Great ensemble. Uh, number 12 for me is The Martian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A sci-fi space movie I liked a lot. I liked that it was about teamwork and uh, science <laughs> as the heroes. Yeah. Had a good ensemble cast. Great ensemble cast Such as well. Such an entertaining ride. Super fun. Didn't take itself too seriously. Nope. Uh, yeah, I loved it. And then my number 11, Just Missed Out, was Inside Out, mm. which is a beautiful little film, terrific voice performances, and I just love the fact that on top of being centered on a female protagonist, um, I just loved that it was a movie saying that it's okay to feel sad and that sadness is important, which I think is a really important message for kids I think and adults I think we spend so much of our time being like you should be happy how can I be happy how can that we don't take enough time to be like it's important to let yep. yourself feel other things yeah um, and for that to be in a kids movie is is pretty revelatory so totes that's my Word. my runner ups um, my runner ups uh, actually 15 through 11 we've we've all discussed but I'll just quick quick go through them Fifteen was The Martian, mm-hmm. which we just discussed. Um, I think Matt Damon's great in mm-hmm. that movie and leads it with just the bright tone and the fact that Ridley Scott also, I mean, similar George Miller is an older director directing this genre film and it's just so diverse and it's yeah. characters coming together and really loved the story. I was gripped. Number 14 was The Look of Silence, which is Nathan's number one fantastic mm-hmm. documentary, followed by another fantastic documentary. My number 13 is Amy, mm-hmm. which we discussed plenty. Number 12, Sicario, and 11, Phoenix. Other ones that uh, were on the bubble for me, Spy, which we talked about, Inside Out, which would have been nowhere near this list for me. If you listen to our summer podcast, you know I wasn't very high on this, and I still think it's... N- not really top level Pixar, which is a high bar to to get to, but rewatching it like a month or so ago with our little nephews and my mother in law is like, 
I was really moved by it, whereas my main issue with the, the first time I saw it was I was intellectually moved, but not at all emotionally moved by the film. And that's right. why I was just kept at a distance from it, and it just didn't click with me, which is really bizarre for Pixar. But I was definitely moved the second time, but I still, because of that first viewing, held it at a distance. Um, I'll See You in My Dreams. Which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, I kept we'll, trying to work out a way to get that into my top 20. We'll discuss a little bit more in our Cinemunchies, I believe. Uh, Creed, which I think we had mentioned at some point. Um, this is the... Talking about Ryan Coogler, yeah. Yeah. Um, Rocky Balboa, like sixth or seventh film in that series with Sylvester Stallone as Rocky, but it sort of flips the script and it's got Michael B. Jordan as the son of Apollo Creed. Um, sort of as this underdog boxer and it's perfectly traditional and studio and high gloss big budget but still totally winning i will say it's and maybe the most i've ever liked a boxy movie and i right. hate boxy movies. you sure do like i just like i hate movies set in corn <laughs> corn and boxing are no good i for hate you. boxy movies and this is by far the one like if this movie hadn't had the boxing in it it would have Maybe make my top ten. <laughs> if it did have, thought what it's mostly sur- about. <laughs> I think then everything it would be else great. surrounding it was terrific, and it had good performances. So fair enough. Fair but I mean enough. that as the highest praise. I really do. <laughs> oh. um, three others I'll quick mention. One would be Kamiko the Treasure Hunter, which we discussed because that was in Nathan's top ten. Um, Son of Saul, which is Hungary's submission and probable winner this year for the foreign language Oscar, um, which is. Another Holocaust film, but um, really inventive in how it's staged and it's uh, almost all medium shots or like close-ups from this one guy's perspective. He's in, I forget what the the term is, but he's someone who's... Sonder Commando. Yeah, something something like that. Yeah. Who's tasked with basically cleaning up after... Exterminations via which is gas chambers, that which is yeah, job even awful and horrifying in itself. Um, but comes across a young boy who he um, adamantly wants to bury in the right way. So he's trying to find a rabbi, and it's really, I mean, as any Holocaust movie might be harrowing, but really expertly done. Um, and then the other one I'll mention is Tom at the Farm. Um, which is by Xavier Dolan. It's actually like probably two or three years old, but the way that his films have been getting released here in the States is kind of bizarre. He's like 25 or 26, just yeah. this Quebecois wonder kid. Um, Mommy, which we finally saw probably in November, but it did end up making my top 10 for 2014. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Just the stories he's telling, yes, he really draws upon lots of other directors and styles and he's clearly you know paying homage to lots of different influences whether he acknowledges that or not he is an incredibly talented director of actors and mood and style and the way he uses music makes them all seem like almost musicals they're really well done and this one is kind of more of a genre film for him it's really a thriller and it's kind of intense and scary but very well done and he stars in it and he's just as adept an actor as he is a director. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Well, my... I had a top 15, so my 15 through 11... 15 I already mentioned was Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Um, 14 was Spy, and that's been talked about quite a bit, but 
it takes a lot for me to laugh in the movie theater. <laughs> um, but this movie was hilarious from start to finish. Um, everything, I agree with everything. I co-sign everything that's been, that's been, that's been, that's been said and said. It's great. Totally. Great stuff. Um, 13 for me was Inside Out, um, which Matt was just talking about, and Elizabeth. And, um, yeah, also agree with everything that was said about that. Surprised that um, didn't make any of our top ten. Yeah, I don't. I, there were just too many good movies this yeah. year. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and you know it could have been the timing of when it was released. Mm-hmm. Um, number twelve for me was Son of Saul, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is like the definition of a tough sit. I mean, if <laughs> if people think Room is a tough sit, like <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Um, but ultimately worth viewing. Agreed. I would never, ever want to see it again. Nope. No. Because it's traumatizing. Um, and that's coming, you know, feels wrong to even say that because it's coming as an audience member, you know, who's viewing this as a past event. Um, from such a distance but yeah wow this yeah. movie was powerful stuff I still haven't decided where I settle on the film like I, I haven't decided if I settle on that side or if I feel like it was sort of exploitative but I think that that's the general like holocaust especially when set the risk in a camp mm-hmm. yeah it's a, it's a it's a it's a fine line to walk, and I still am not sure because we saw this pretty recently. I'm still not sure where I settle, but it's definitely a film with a point of view and to and me, a bold film. I totally, I totally get that. I totally understand how people could come down on many different sides mm-hmm. of this movie, but for me, it drove home the horror more than anything I've ever seen. I mean, it was certainly and horrific. Yeah. yeah. And that, I think, is so important Yeah. to realize, yes, this did happen right. like this. Right. I also love how it's not gratuitous in either its violence or like showing the horror. Right, well, it's, it's mostly like framing just, conceit yeah, prevents a lot it of, from yeah. being that. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But just as shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I did think, I mean, it wasn't a perfect film, and that's the reason it's not in my top ten, mm-hmm. but wow, powerful stuff. Um, and my 11 is the only one that hasn't been mentioned, I don't mm-hmm. think. Clouds of Seals Maria, mm-hmm. um, with Julia Binoche, <laughs> my favorite, <laughs> one of my many favorites, um, and Kristen Stewart, um, basically... Oh, let's see. It was so long ago that I saw this. Um, basically, uh, Juliette Binoche's character is an act is a successful actress mm-hmm. um, who's somebody died. Yeah, the director of her <laughs> like the director of her breakthrough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Performance yeah. Has so died. yeah, yeah. She had a breakthrough performance when she was young. Directors died. They want to do uh, another staging of it, but now she's yeah. going to be playing the older character. So it's about 
it's about a lot of things, but it's about youth and time and um, clouds. Um, but yeah the transience of human existence uh, this was the one that was really hard for me to leave out of my top 10 Mm. Um, which kind of surprised me I mean I really liked it at the time but now that I look back it really really stuck with me Mm. so that is that although I really liked the main performances. I feel like Clouds of Sils Maria and Youth would be a good double feature. Maps mm. to the Stars. They're kind of very... Which I would also say is a 2015 film. Yeah. I've only seen one of the three. Alright, fair enough. So those are good. Those are some good runner-ups. Again, exciting, fun year in film. Yeah. We have a lot of potentials and we will be back with our very exciting second annual Cinnamon Cheese. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the flip side.